It's time for Swinging Blindly, the show where PJ and Blaze make their bold baseball predictions. Once in a while, they'll hit a home run. Sometimes they'll hit a grounder or fly ball somewhere, but most of the time they're going to swing and miss. Strike three, you're out. Here he is, stepping into the batter's box, the man with the plan, who roots for a team with a late legend named Stan. It's not unusual for him to lead off, B.J. Geary. Welcome, welcome, and welcome back to the Swinging Blindly Podcast, a show where your hosts, PJ and Blaze, gab about the sport that they love, where their takes are mostly wrong, but sometimes they swing blindly for those fences, and occasionally they hit a dinger. Welcome to the Swinging Blindly Podcast with PJ and Blaze, and today we are very happy, grateful, and thankful to be joined by a now recurring guest, fellow Yankee fan with Blaze, my best friend, Brett Monroe. Brett, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. I'm very happy, thankful, and grateful to be back. So you I like guess the those feeling. Out? Yeah, you like those. Yeah, I guess the feeling yeah. is mutual. Yeah, I liked them so much. I hung on to them. Wow. I I, I hung on to them so I could uh, return the return the feeling. Absolutely. Nice. And Brett, isn't it so much easier to find Yankee fans than Cardinal fans? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, is Cardinal fans travel well. I think they're just a lot less, they uh, yeah. they're a lot less boastful about their, about their fanship. Yeah. Well, it's part of that whole Midwest, uh, sort of stereotype where, where you, you know, you, you, you just sort of do your thing and you're, you're quiet and you're humble and you just sort of do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not like, you know, I'm sure most Cardinal fans have tattoos on their arm of the Cardinal logo. I bet I get probably right. Well, well, St. Louis is most definitely a Cardinals town. I mean, they only compete with the there's only the hockey team there. Right. And and formerly the uh, formerly what the Battle Hawks was that XFL or. Yeah. I I mean, then the Rams before they moved back to L.A. And true. Greatest show on turf in 99. Yeah. There you go. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I'm a lone wolf and I'm okay with it. But like, like you said, Brett, when I go to like uh, the Mets, Mets Cardinals, it's, I mean, it's like, you, maybe it won't be as much now with the Mets actually being pretty decent right now. Uh, it's usually about 50-50. Uh, you see a lot of red there, so. Oh, do you really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was less at the Yankee game when me and Brett went. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's just how Yankee Stadium is, though. Yeah. I mean, you're always, you're always going to get at least like eighty percent Yankee fans. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, but that's the way it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and here I am now, outnumbered two. You know, but you know, it was my idea to bring him on. So, because, <laughs> ladies well, and gentlemen, we have a sixty-seven percent uh, Yankee attendance, so that's they, not too bad. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. so we have Brett on, um, obviously, because he's just a, uh, a fun to talk baseball with. Uh, you know, him and Blaze get to gang up on each other and me whenever they want. Uh, you know, with their Yankee takes. But today we're gonna get through the league, go around the league as we usually do. We'll look at all the standings, uh, give our thoughts, surprises, anything we want to get into there. But then we have a special segment coming to us thanks to Blaze, where we are going to hear. So Blaze picked a Cardinal video for m- myself to react to, and I picked a Yankee video uh, clip, you know, audio clip to 
be uh, for him to react to. So we're, you know, so in lieu of our Homer minute, that will be our Homer minute and uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm very excited. So we decided to bring Brett on to also react to the Yankee shenanigans we got going on and make it a Homer minute and a half for the Yankees. There you go. There you go. It's perfect. Perfect. I'm very excited, but let's get down to business guys. Why don't we go around the league uh, we'll start in the, you know what, I have the NL up, so what, and I was thinking about this division uh, earlier because it's just a very, very interesting one. The NL East, guys, we have the New York Metropolitans sitting 28 and 23. So these numbers are going to be a little bit weird because if you guys remember, the Mets, uh, their opening weekend had gotten... Um, Mm. COVID it out, COVID canceled, if you will. Yep, that's a good, yeah, there you go. Um, They sit 28 and 23 first place, three games ahead of the Braves sitting at 28 and 29 who have their own issues. Oh, wow, yeah, we could talk about some of the stuff going on in Atlanta. We could do an hour show on that. Yikes, Um, big yikes. We have the Phillies, 28 and 30. We have the Marlins, 25 and 33, and the Nationals sitting there. Only six and a half games back, both the Marlins and Nationals, due to those uh, games. Uh, most, you know, that's just math. Uh, 24 and 32. I, I said it's the most interesting. It's clearly not the most competitive with like good teams filled with good teams. And I mean, uh, the Mets of uh, Jacob deGrom is on a, a it's, it's amazing what that man's doing. And that seems like we say that every year. But I, I say most interesting because I still think all the problems the Braves have, I still see them, you know, probably being a lot better than what they are now. I think the Phillies are also have their better baseball coming. What, what say you guys about the NL East? Well, it's the theme is injuries, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you look at how injury ravaged this entire division has been. I mean, you look at the Mets, they are piecing it together with, duct tape and glue and, you know, uh, origami paper. I don't know how in the world they've done it. And you've had people that they never imagined calling up, yet those people are, what is it, Mojica? Is that the guy's name? Uh, Uh, Who's kind of been that sort of unsung hero for them. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's really, I think, they no doubt about it get the adversity award. You have the the Braves who are dealing with stuff completely beyond the baseball field. You have the Phillies. That's kind of the same old song with the pitching. You have the Marlins. They're about where they are. And the Washington Nationals sounds like they need a stimulus check. <laughs> the hapless Nationals. But again, still only six and a half back out. I don't see them doing anything but yeah i don't see this division getting resolved no. too much right now i mean it's too close anyone can conceivably take it although i think the nationals are i think it's getting a little it's getting late early i think for the nationals oh yeah and i if hope they don't, it if does... they don't turn if they don't turn it around soon i think we could see them be sellers at the at the trade deadline to the cardinals yeah and and cash in on on some of the good pieces that they have and build around juan soto and the the likes of that and just say you know this this is probably the mets or braves year to win the division and and whoever doesn't win the division the second place team will probably be either in the nl wild card game or 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 just miss it Wait a second. Is Scherzer a free agent at the end of this year? Yes. Yep. 
Yep, okay, so last year. so they could trade him, and it wouldn't. They really wouldn't be losing anything because they essentially to the Cardinals already would have paid him. St. Louis native. Yeah, pretty. I mean, yeah, pretty much. So you'd only they'd probably just uh, the other team would probably just take on the rest of his salary for the year, and and that's it. I mean, at that at that point, it's a, I mean, good, the that's Nationals, a good rental for a playoff push, though. I mean, no doubt. Yeah. That's a fantastic piece. So I, I think Scherzer's really interesting to watch. I selfishly want him to go to the Yankees, but it's kind of getting late early for the Yankees too. I don't think we're going to get into the Yankees right now, but full, full no trade uh, that Scherzer has. So. Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, but they're not going to try and a, a losing team's not going to try and make the trade for him anyway. This yeah. is going to be a, a championship contending yeah. team looking for a, a workhorse going into the playoffs. Could go back to the team he ro- grew up rooting for right. from St. Louis. I don't know, man. I will cry if that happens. But well, I mean, he's a St. Louis guy. I mean, why yeah. not? Why not finish? Why not finish your career? Thank you, e- either either in the place that you grew up in or the organization that was so good to you uh, throughout the entirety of your career i mean granted arizona i mean they 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 could not have been more wrong you could say they've been diamondback rattlesnake bitten since um you know the the tigers they i, I mean, forgot he was a diamondback yeah I did that, too. that was <laughs> who he came up with yeah that's crazy. I, I remember him yeah. as a tiger yeah that's, i do too. that's right that's where i remember his name rising to i no. totally forgot about arizona and even then, I mean, when he signed with the Nationals, I was saying to myself, this guy's maybe a third, a second at best um, starting pitcher. Yeah. Because yep, I his, that too. I mean, it, yeah, the, the arm is really good, but the, the amount of walks were very concerning. And then he got into our nation's capital and he's been president of the Nationals since. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him which is going to directly tie into how the team does. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, I think uh, we'll be definitely something we'll be keeping a close eye on here at the Swing and Blues I also, th- I also if, I mean, if it keeps up, one last note here on that. Yeah, on, yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't make some comment about the Mets. I mean, if this keeps up, DeGrom's not only winning Cy Young, he's that's he's NL MVP, is he not? He's yeah. I mean, he's pretty. How could he not? He's a, he has a sub one ERA. I mean, so he's already better. So, uh, 01 Randy Johnson and Pedro uh, 99 Pedro Martinez are, I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but are widely considered two of the best, you know, pitching seasons anybody. But oh, it wasn't Randy Johnson. Sorry. It was uh, 60, the Bob Gibson. 68 Bob Gibson. Yeah. Yeah, thank mm. you. 99 uh, Pedro. Here's the thing, though. I mean, this through nine starts. Well, I I I'm not ready to make that comparison yet because. No. Yeah. Well, well, the reason I'm not well, it's kind of twofold. One is that you look at the strikeout rates in baseball, and it's not necessarily in relation to the pitching. It's the incessant focus on exit velo and launch angle. Launch angle. And, I mean, we sign off our last show with. No, it's either exit velo or zero, and it's so true. And you know the other the other part of it too is there was such an emphasis. I mean, look, you know, ninety nine Pedro, you had the steroid era. It was sixty eight, you know, with with Bob Gibson and and all that. I mean, he had to pitch 
to some really good fundamental hitters. So I'm not by any means trying to minimize what DeGrom has done. I'm not a Yankee fan that dislikes the Mets. I've dated into a family of Mets fans. You know, so so I and look, I mean, DeGrom is an absolutely top-notch pitcher. Does he have the ability to keep this up? No question. I'm just not ready to make those type of comparisons just yet. Right. Yeah, it's more if he does keep at this pace, this this is enough for a, for a pitcher to win. Oh, no MVP. doubt. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure. So let's uh, – Let's move through it, boys. And, you know, usually I try to save our teams for last. But, you know what, we're going to switch it up a little bit because we have this super special Homer minute and a half coming up. We'll just get right into it. We'll go to the the other league, stay in the East, the AL East, boys. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off, get the Yankee, the the, – not Yankee talk necessarily yet. I know it will be sprinkled in, but the AL East talk, we have the Tampa Rays. Uh, one game up on the Red Sox, 37-23 compared to 35-23. and 23. Uh, I don't know. how How's that one game? I don't know why it says that. Um, They've but, played but, one less game. That's why. Oh, well, no, two, two, two less games. Two less games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Sorry. Math. See? Look at us go. Uh, the Blue Jays, 30-27. Uh, and 27. The Yankees, 31-28 and 28 there. 0.001% behind the Blue Jays, the Buffalo Blue Jays. Are they still in Buffalo? Uh, they Buffalo. are in, in yeah. Buffalo. Yes. Yeah. Canada um, has and, not opened up yet for baseball. They they have opened up, though, for the NHL. Yes, they yes. have opened up for the NHL. Oh, they're allowing fans now? No, no, uh, no but they're allowing they're allowing the American teams to cross the border without needing to quarantine. Uh, oh, 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 okay. I don't know if fans will be in attendance. I didn't read a whole no, yeah, report about that, but... I haven't heard anything about that. They're yeah, probably not going to allow fans, U.S. fans across the border. Hmm. Which, yeah, but I don't even think they're allowing Canadian fans into the games. Oh, they're I'm pretty not? sure. The, I'm pretty sure the Canadian arenas are still empty. Hmm. I oh, could, really? I, I could be wrong, so that might have to be fact checked. But when I last NHL playoffs, I was watching. They were. It was empty. Winnipeg versus Montreal. Uh, what a series that! I mean, we can I talk know. about it off air. But what a series that was! Yeah, incredible. They um, were gabbing. Uh, and then the Baltimore Orioles, twenty-one and thirty-eight, ten games, a full ten games behind the Yankees. I don't know, guys. Where do we want to start here? I mean, I I think the it's still a surprise, at least to me. I, I clearly they have a good team that looks like it should stay around the in the Red Sox. Um, you know, we got the young Blue Jays. We have the Rays, who always seem to be, you know, at least the last couple of years are are, are right there. Um, I mean, we are, and we knew what we were going to get with the Orioles. So, why? How did this happen? How did we get here on June, uh, when we're recording this, early June? Yeah. Um, how the Yankees are in fourth place, guys? I mean, well, without 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 you know without saying too too much, since we still have a little bit to talk about when it comes to the Homer minute and a half. Just a quick. Um, I was quick actually thinking, from you guys. Yeah, well, I mean, I was actually thinking that the Wait, clip, the, the the clip that you sent, PJ, would uh, be good right here uh, of Michael K. Yeah, uh, this is from the Michael K. Show. Yeah, let's do it. Do er, it early, early in the week. Cool. After the Yankees. Got
got done playing the Detroit Tigers. And I said on the air that the entire weekend was a total embarrassment. The Yankees should be embarrassed by the way they're playing. And there's no way to spin it any other way. The Tigers are a really bad team. And to go into Detroit and get swept is an embarrassment. Not a peep. Nobody called me from the Yankees and don't say that about the product. Not one peep. And I give them credit for that because they realize if you tell people the truth in the bad times, then they could actually appreciate the good times that you're telling them the truth and that you're not putting lipstick on a pig. That's really the best way to put that, putting lipstick on a pig. That's why I intentionally cut the clip there. Brett, what do you think? No, that's exactly what I wanted. That is, I am, I am a huge TMKS guy. I mean, that is what you tune in for. That is a K-ism, lipstick on a pig. And that, I I mean, that is what this Yankees team is right now. So I was a lot more optimistic the last time I was on the show with you guys. And it is, it is not good. This team is fundamentally flawed in in sort of the way that they're built way too right-handed heavy. I don't really, I know Yankee stadium, you know, designed for lefty power hitters too. I'm not really, that's not my main point. It's just, yeah, but you could hit the ball to right field perfectly. They are so one dimensional in just the way that they play. Aaron Hicks is now gone for the season, but does that even really make that big of a difference? No, he plays pretty good defense, I suppose, but I mean, it's, he wasn't contributing much on offense. Uh, I mean, uh, other than Gio Urshela, and then uh, Aaron Cole. Judge has done fine. Aaron Judge has Aaron Judge has had a good year as well. It's just, isn't it so frustrating, Blaze, with the with the routine days off with the Yankees? Like well, the other day, sitting down Miguel Andujar right when he was getting hot, just as a, uh, I I don't get this team is so frustrating to watch. They it seems like they just shoot themselves in the foot like the. Too analytical. Well, Too analytical. Just well, let it let it ride. It's baseball. Well, Brett, that's why I was saying the last time you were on, when I had the hot take, that I still stand by, which is if the Yankees don't make if if the Yankees don't make the playoffs, both Boone and Cashman have to go because this is beyond a Boone thing. This is a philosophical tendency. That is Brian Cashman's responsibility when you stop the buck. Is it not? Yes, it is. Andujar being sat as he was getting hot, as he was getting into the group. And then you look at the play Saturday night where he takes a step back in left field. He catches that ball, and then those runs don't score. Uh, I mean, you, you have... They're trying to protect Stanton and Judge like they're fine china that is being served for dinner. It is absolute. And and what is Rugi Odor doing on this team? Not necessarily that he's a bad player. You have utility players. You have Tyler Wade. I love that they called up Chris Gittens. I love that. Yeah, finally. Finally. Should have been done a long gosh darn time ago. And... and how much do do they regret trading Mike Talkman away for Wandy Peralta? I I don't think they regret it that that deeply. To be really? honest, I mean, it's not like Talkman's tearing the cover off the ball in San Francisco. It doesn't it, matter though, Brett. I would still take Talkman right now over the composition of the outfield as it stands. I would. I mean, I'd rather Florial get some time 
than I mean, Talkman, you you already saw the highest of, of his highs. You okay. already saw his the tip the tip of the iceberg with Mike Talkman. So I don't I don't regret that so much. I just Talkman is 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 a spoke on the wheel, like like you're talking about, Blaze. It's more I, I last time I came on, I said I don't think Brian Cashman is going anywhere. And I'm gonna, I'm standing by that. I don't he think give, he I don't gives- think if they miss the playoffs, I don't think Cashman is gone. I think Boone might be gone. Uh, just because record aside, I think you need a, a new voice in the room here. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. There's just no life to this team. Brett, to your point though, Talkman adds more tread to the tires than not having him there with this piecemeal outfield you have Frazier who has to make a diving catch in order to make a play. You have yeah. Brett Gardner who's 38 years old and still doing the very best that he can, which is still acceptable. You have Miguel Andujar who in my opinion in my opinion should he's not to, wear he's a there glove. To get his bat in the lineup. He's, he's there, there to get the bat in the he's lineup. He's there in bat only. He's yeah. there in bat only. He is another designated hitter on a team that is full of designated hitters. Uh, you know, to your point on Florio, he's not tearing the cover off in the minor leagues. And see, to me, I think so highly of Florio that when he comes up, this he he better be he needs to stay. He needs to stay. He needs to get his game right. I don't want the same mistake of calling Florio up too early like they've made with Andujar. Yeah. And I do see a lot of Yankee fans making comments online about like Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks probably is not the answer in center field for the Yankees, but the argument that his contract is egregious, I would I would take exception with. I, I mean, would agree with you paid, there. He only gets paid $10 million a year. Like this is not an egregious contract. We're like, well, they gave him seven years. Yeah, seven years, 70 million. Like it's either they could trade him and then still eat some salary and it's not like they're they'd be fine. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens there, but yeah, once Floreal comes, he needs to just stay and grow on the, on the major league team. But who are you trading Aaron Hicks for? No, nah, you'd have to peanuts, you, cracker, you would, Jackson, you would a bucket pack, of balls. You would, you would package him with someone else. I suppose he, not, he wouldn't be the centerpiece of a deal. No, he might not be the centerpiece, but he has abs- his trade value right it's now is in the zero. toilet. It's, it's, it's zero. in the toilet. It's, in it's the toilet. zero. Yeah. And no matter who you, and you can't package a good player to offset bad trade value. You can't do that. Not with the way this team is composed right now. I mean, the, the best trade ship is probably what, Blaze? Luke Voigt? Um, no, because of how beat up he is. So who I mean who's who's the who's the best trade chip on the Yankees then? If you're gonna make a if you're gonna make a splash, what player do you what player do you give up? Because you know it's gonna have to hurt. It's not gonna be Garrett Cole. No, you, you don't give up Cole. See, okay, let, let's just let's just get rid of let's get rid of Odor. Okay. No, that, no one's no one is trading for Odor. You don't think anyone's going to trade for o- Odor? No, no. The Yan- didn't the Yankees pick him? Didn't the Rangers designate him God. for assignment? Yeah. And, they, yeah, and they picked him up off the scrap heap. No, no one, no one's trading you, for Odor. You have to be no. that. You have to be some bad to be designated for assignment by the Texas freaking by Walker freaking Texas Rangers. I, I mean, he's here out of necessity due to the Voight injury. So it's more. 
and they tried to give but, you know Jay Bruce a chance, and that that didn't that didn't no. work in in spring training. So that was a bad signing to begin with. Yeah. Be, you know what they were on? They were honestly better off keeping Derek Dietrich. Yeah, they probably were. But if you if they were if they were going to make a trade at this point, I'm I mean you'd have to give up Aaron Judge. No. I mean who who are you giving up? Because if you're not gonna if you if you're questioning signing Judge to a long term contract when he's going to be 30 years old, maybe you trade him now and D- get some value. D- and dare I say it? I don't know. I, I just if you're going to trade someone to get any value back to to try and rebuild on the fly, you have to trade real pieces. So maybe a Raldis Chapman again? Ah, uh, no, I, I I don't think you can. I don't think you could do that. I think you actually could trade Andujar to one of the American League West teams and, and get something for him. Yeah, he just has to keep on hitting. Yeah, I mean, because again, I but you're I, not but you're not going to get. You're not going to get a whole lot of significance with Miguel Andujar as your centerpiece of a trade deal. You're, that's the, that's what I find when Yankee fans talk about making trades is they expect to, they they expect to sell trash and get treasure. No, I'm not by any means saying that. No, I. I but I think this team is so badly put together, so badly assembled by Brian Cashman, by Brian Cashman. Okay. I, I think I think his his good days are, are are in the history books. I do. I I think the the game has changed and he's not adapted well to it. So what I think what you have to do is you have to slowly get rid of the trash and just hope against hope that you can get a di- that you can find a diamond in the rough somewhere. Until this team gets better at developing starting pitching on their own, they're going to struggle. Well, that's a philosophical thing. So doesn't that again go back to my point yeah. of Brian Cashman should be shown the door? Because I, I would always agree that the Achilles heel of Brian Cashman has been developing reliable starting pitching outside of if you remove Severino to an extent, I mean, he really only had one good year and remove Domingo Herman, who's been pretty good. Yeah. Not a big track record of guys that Yankees have developed no. on their own. And when you haven't won a World Series in 12 years, and that is your expectation, right? Uh, you, you know, you haven't been able to... When was the last time we were in the, uh, in the league championship series? It was, it was against Houston. 2019. 2019, yeah, 2019 Houston. when they lost right. to the Astros. Right, and, and we didn't play well enough to win that series, cheating aside by the Astros. The Yankees just didn't play well enough. I think it is time for a change at the top. There needs to be a new philosophy introduced. I can't take any more of the same old song with a different key and different players being sung by Brian Cashman and company. I can't do it. And if you're going to get rid of him, then you absolutely have to get rid of Aaron Boone, who shows far less emotion than what is acceptable, in my opinion. Yeah, can we? Uh, I'm I'm enjoying this a lot, and I actually I, I have great idea, Blaze. We'll just add in the Homer minute and a half uh, as we discuss around the league, um, but. And speaking of Boone, I have the quote right here, guys. This was uh, the other day, June 4th. 
uh, earlier in the month or, you know, a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, uh, typically, so Blaze, you had mentioned it before. We Yankees have grounded into 55 double plays. Yeah. So here's the, the quote. Bigs by plenty. Here's a quote. Boone was asked why the Yankees hit into so many double plays. Quote, typically the better teams, typically the better teams, not just wanted to make sure you guys heard that right. Uh-huh. The better teams are going to hit into double plays. You know you're going to be asking me that same question when we get it rolling here. <laughs> that that is lipstick on a pig. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, I guess What is that? It's cuz like he's implying that they're still going to be double grinding in double plays when they're doing good. Brett, so. add the makeup too for that. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> just about fake I'm, lashes. I'm yeah. bringing a pig to the prom. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that is just bringing a pig to the ball. Oh my uh, goodness! Well, yeah. well, that is just a disastrous quote from Aaron Boone. And, and, I mean, and yeah. to be clear, what you mean by that is the animal itself with the four yes. legs. Is yes, opposed. yes, yes. I, I could see people, you know, misconstruing that. So just to to clarify what what you meant. No, I, I'm talking about the actual right, right. animal. No, yes. I, I know the one that the 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 one that rolls in mud to cool off. Right, that, right. That yes, yes. right. The the one the the one that has four hooves and can't right. fly and a snout. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, just just you know because you know. Yeah, we, I do. We, uh, yeah, we know the people. Fine. We know I don't the mind. People. I don't mind clarifying. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. I mean, sometimes we have to. Uh, it it's just yeah. It uh, what I mean. See, that's why he's got to go. That's why there needs to be a new voice in the room. I don't even, I agree that there needs to be a new voice, but I think there just needs to be a whole new philosophy and you're going to have to change the players too. Okay. It's, you're, so it's going it, to, I don't see them making the playoffs. Not right now. Nice. There's, there, there's too many. I mean, they're fourth in the AL East. It doesn't seem like it's getting much better. I mean, how much longer are you going to fall behind the Rays and the Red Sox for? Uh, I mean, maybe, I, yeah. maybe, maybe you compete for the wild card. I mean, that that seems like your best hope right now. Yeah, uh, I. It's just uh, it. I. Uh, it, it really. I mean, just the state of the Yankees is just. It's 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 not a New York state of mind. That's that's for gosh darn sure. And when you're saying a change in philosophy, Brett, I don't see how that happens unless. There's a different, different, a, a different general manager in here. I don't yeah, I mean, see right, how that happens. Right now, the Yankees sit eighth in the American League, uh, two games behind the Astros for the second wild card. Ugh. So, I mean, it's the beginning of June. If, if they don't, if you don't turn it around in June at some point, or or begin to turn it around, July, August, September, you might We're just be past you. You might have dug. You might have dug too deep of a hole, so they gotta. The they dog, gotta start winning. They gotta start winning some series here, especially yeah. against teams like the Tigers. The the yeah. dog days of summer will consist of dragging your butt on the carpet. Mm-hmm. There you go. And uh, I mean, that was guys. Seriously, I love listening to that whole Yankee <laughs> So I, that was. I think people are really gonna enjoy that. So. Uh, we'll move on. You know what? Let's just get right into uh, – we'll go back to the NL. We'll go right to the Central. We'll go right to the Central. Well, I know Blaze is a uh, – we talk 
real quick about the central as a whole, and then I'll maybe I'll I'll react to my my clip. Uh, uh, we have the Brewers 33 and 26, the Cubs 32 and 26, half game out. The Cardinals, who just like I don't know a week, two weeks ago or something like that, were in first by three games and are now. 31 and 28, two games back, lost a heartbreaker today. The Reds 27 and 29, and the hapless Pirates 23 and 35. I mean, the fact that the Pirates are less than 15 games under 500 is kind of impressive to me. Yeah, (laughs) I'll give you that. PJ, I have a question for you. What? It's the loss of Flaherty, right? (laughs) Uh, Well, no, he, I don't know. He, He went out, he hasn't been gone. I think he's only missed one start so far. It, it's it's the walks, man. It's um, mm. it, they they lead the league in walks and hit and hit batsmen, especially the bullpen, which was so good in the early goings of the season. And now it's just uh, it's just hard to it's getting very very yeah. Difficult. Well, I mean here here's what uh, here's some Mike Schilt had to say. This is from the other day after a five to two loss. Was it a tough pill to swallow? I don't think there's any question. Um, you know, we try to navigate the balance of, of rest and competition and communicating with the guys and we've got a healthy communication system and um, but nonetheless, you know, you're talking about it's just fact, not excuse. You're talking about, you know, a lot of baseball, um, and a lot of interesting time zones and hours and game times and but, uh, you know, winners find solutions, and that's what we'll, we'll uh, continue to do. And I thought my manager was clueless. Oh, man. The only thing I liked the, was there was the end with the winners find solutions. But, yeah, he's just uh, he's just going around in circles there. I don't know. I don't I, – I, 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 I'm a big show guy. I think he's a good – I think he's a player's coach. Um, you know, I'm not I'm – not, I'm not after his head right now. He's it's just he, he, we, when you, when you give enough free passes away, like they're doing, it's just, it's just like the double plays when you're giving, when you're giving up two outs, you know, 55 times, you know, that's how many outs, a hundred plus outs, 110 plus outs, or no, it's exactly 110, 110 outs. You know, if you're giving, uh, I believe the Cardinals have walked just under 200 guys so far. It's June. Well, I mean, uh, you know, Oprah gave out cars. Cardinal pitchers are giving out walks like she did cars. It's it's really, it's you, it's really exactly incredible. It. I actually I actually read a tweet there the other day. Somebody used that exact line. You get a walk. You get a, it's just it's ridiculous. It's very very frustrating uh, right now. I I don't. I'm not always not lost. I, I've I've definitely been a little pretty dramatic over the last couple of days about it. Five losing five in a row, especially uh, just get getting swept by the Reds here four game series. Haven't the Cardinals haven't been swept at home in a four game series since '08. Um, so it's uh, it's it's tough. So well, I, Brad and I, we, I, we I, know I how that feels. Yeah, no, I, I think we're both all three, all of, three of us are kind of in the same boat right now, and uh, I think. Uh, See, I don't even know what the solution would be. He says winners find solutions. I don't – because it's the offense just hasn't been producing, which I think they're a good enough offense that will turn it around. Yeah, the loss of Flaherty is really rough, Brett, and I think it's going to be a lot longer than they're even letting on right now, whereas I think they have to make a move, and they've already said that they're looking elsewhere outside of the um, organization for help, which I hope means that they're doing their due diligence on Schur's dog. 
I just there's I don't know. I have no solution. So now, how much would a, right now. how much would they benefit from a trade for a player like uh, Araldus Chapman? No, no, they don't need a Chapman. I mean, Reyes, Alex Reyes has been one of the more dominant closing. But imagine if you can baseball. move him to the eighth inning. No, I will. First of all, I personally wouldn't want our Earl's Chapman. So I don't, I would not want. I'm only talking. I'm, yeah. I'm only talking about his play on the field, but. No, I, no, I, I, I don't know. No, because I wouldn't want him to take Reyes' spot. I think Ray, yeah. I, like, I like Reyes being the closer. He's been dominant. He has the stuff for, to do that, you know. Um, now I am. I, the bullpen is good. like it's talented. It's just they're walking so many guys. Like, I don't know. It's a very talented electric. There's a lot of quick, fast arms. Jordan Hicks going down certainly also g- gets into that. The left side of the left-handed side of the bullpen hasn't. You know, Andrew Miller was gone for a little bit. He's just back, so maybe that kind of corrects itself. But where's he at his, at this stage in his career, though? Been good for the last couple of years. Uh, I'm still with. I'm still here on board for Andrew Miller. He's you know getting hurt a little bit more, getting up there. But uh, I'm here for 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 Miller on on the you know so far. And then they don't really have any other options. So I guess a lefty, yeah. Obviously, Chapman is a lefty. But hey, just an, I don't it was just an example of yeah, a, no. of a, of a bullpen because it, it it sounds like sounds like to me not. I don't get to watch a ton of Cardinals baseball. It sounds like the bullpen is comprised of a lot of throwers, not a lot of pitchers. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. I, I mean, that's, that's kind of how, that's kind of how major league baseball bullpens are built now is a bunch of guys throwing 97. It's certainly not back. It's certainly not our eighth and ninth inning guys. It's a lot of the middle guys that just are the, don't have the command. Yeah, they are, exactly. That just don't have the command right now. And, 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 when we had talked last, not even just when we had last said you on Brett, last time Blaze that me and you did this, we the Cardinals bullpen was was statistically one of the best in baseball. So fast forward to now and it's just falling apart, or completely falling apart. And I mean, granted, I thought today when I woke up, I was like, they've lost eight games in a row. They stink, and then it was only four, and then they lost today, so five in a row. Six of the last seven, which is a little bit worse, but you know sometimes you dramatize it, and you, well, know, you could lose nine of the last twelve. That quote, that uh, that clip, though, definitely had me rolling my eyes. I will say uh, that's where the loss of Flaherty comes in, though. That one guy that can, yeah, sort of come in, put his foot yeah. down on a losing yeah. streak. That's where Scherzer would be perfect. That's just not. I mean, without win. without Garrett Cole, yeah. the Yankees would be in a way worse position right now. Actually, yeah. with mo- with most of their starting pitching. Well, I mean, does that not segue us perfectly into the next? Uh, well, I mean, let's let's kind of wrap up going around the league, and then we can yeah. talk about you know the big yeah, yeah. story in our yeah. favorite oh, sport of baseball, Mighty Men. So yeah, we we'll breeze through these. We have the AL Central with the best team in. Oh no, sorry, record wise they're right there, but one of the best teams in baseball, the Chicago White Sox, four game lead in that division, thirty six to twenty three. Indians there, second place, thirty one twenty six. The Kansas City Royals, who've fallen off a tiny bit, twenty twenty nine and twenty eight. Tigers, <laughs> who did sweep the Yankees in Detroit. 24 and 35, and the Twins also 24. And I think that right there, fellas, the Twins, fifth place in the AL Central, is the biggest surprise to me. What is going on there? I, at the beginning of the year, 
I would have had the Twins finishing either first or second in this division. Yeah, me, and they're me sitting too. last place, twelve games out of first. That is remarkable. Now, I definitely saw the White Sox being very, very. It good. is um, unbelievable. Yeah, I saw the White Sox being good too, but I didn't see the Twins being this bad. No Even one. I don't think anyone is- predicted this with the Twins. Yeah. The twins, the twins, last place behind the Tigers, who everyone had predicted to be well, bad. technically the same record, but yeah. Well, yeah, percentage points. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, no, no, no. They're literally. The I, same. I mean, they they should not be that. They should not be competing with the Tigers for last place. Yeah. So that that's my biggest surprise. I mean, who? I mean, I get that they've had some injuries and whatnot, but they are a team. You, you know, the other thing too. And this just this just kind of hit me. You've got to think, and I don't want to say this as an excuse, but that is a city, Minneapolis, that is dealing with so many realities beyond the baseball field, with so much stuff in their backyard. They've, they've had to postpone games because of, you know, protests and, you know, George Floyd and, you know, the yeah. one-year anniversary and all I would imagine being being there and spending half your time in that city. Well, really, it's over half of your time. But half the time where the backdrop of the city is not the sports. It is the, the, the police stuff and, and all that's going on around there, coupled with the injuries. I, I think this is proving what the, what the twins are proving is that it's not so simple to just go out and play and do your job when there's all sorts of social justice stuff that is in surround sound around you, like, like it is there. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it could absolutely be a contributing factor. Thank you. Put that eloquently in my yeah. friend. Please. Uh, well, with that, we'll move down to the, or sorry, over to the NL West where this is the biggest surprise for me. The first place by two games, my beloved San Francisco Giants, how about that? <laughs> Who Thirty-seven and twenty-one, the San Fran Giants, Mad Dog Russo's Giants, crazy. Did not see that coming at all. Up there, ahead of the Padres, thirty-six and twenty-four, the Dodgers, who have just re- as of recently started to kind of turn it around, although four and six in the last ten, thirty-four and twenty-five, and then you have the bottom of the barrel two of the worst teams of baseball, including the worst team in baseball record-wise, the Rockies 23-36 and 36, and the Diamondbacks 20-41. and 41. Who would have thought that we'd be dominant in California in the, Ameri- in the National League West? Who would have thought that? You couldn't My have son said Timmy it didn't. No one thought so. Mike didn't. Evan Roberts didn't. Boomer didn't. Nickel Donian didn't think so. Nobody. But I did. <laughs> PJ and Blaze certainly didn't think so either. <laughs> well, no, just proves how wrong you guys are all the time. No wonder why you're swinging blindly. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to get the uh, there. That'd be perfect. Um, oh, you know what? No, 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 no. Not, not today. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good <laughs> mood because my team, my beloved San Francisco Giants, are dominating the National League West. Like, look, so I, I don't think, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I maybe this will be the three team race going forward. I think we all expect it to be Padres Dodgers sitting there at the top, but clearly this giant team has 
has got something. I mean, Posey Longoria are turning back the clock. You got good pitching from from guys that we had no idea. Their Cueto was back, I believe, pitching well. I mean, it's everything seems to just be clicking right now, and uh, it's it's that's fun. It's fun when the giant. As much as I, I don't have any dislike necessarily that they've beaten the Cardinals a couple times in the last you know decade in the playoffs, but. I don't really have much hate in my heart for the Giants, so you know what? Baseball is a little bit is better when Mad Dog Russo gets to go wild about his 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 team on the Bay there. Well, what's happening with Posey and Longoria is that they're listening to Tina, Tina Turner's "Like If I Can Turn Back Time." It's. I uh, dare anyone to try and predict baseball, Susan. Oh my <laughs> God! <laughs> of course, of course, I know that it's share, and I was intentionally doing it, trying to do a mad dogism where you screw something up royally like that. And I, I realized that I don't have the best mad dog impersonation. I, I wish my impersonations could be half as good as uh, Greg Giannotti on uh, FAN. I mean, that that dude's impersonations are unbelievable. <laughs> Anyhow, I, I, we enjoyed it. Please, that's all. It- so do we have the uh, the AL West, and that's it for a round? Oh, yes, yeah. Okay. yeah. Let's one, hit the one, AL one, one more division, uh, the forgotten division. Sometimes. Who cares? Now, I was gonna say very much like a very like uh, sneaky, just kind of chilling there division. Um, we have the A's thirty five and twenty five. We have the Astros thirty three twenty six, game and a half out. Mariners twenty nine thirty one. The Angels twenty seven and thirty one. Uh, clearly missing. Mike Trout, even yeah, though they, they so have arguably the most, arguably the most electric player in all of baseball, there in Shohei, and the Texas Rangers, twenty three thirty seven. What are our thoughts on the ALS boys? For as we wrap up our around the league, and would also happen to be our homer minute and a half. Anyone but the Astros. That's my thought. Okay. Anyone but Abba. the Astros. Dancing Queen Abba. Yeah. I, I am all I am all on the A's bandwagon. I've, I've yeah. said to PJ before that yes. there is something about baseball when the A's are relevant. There there is something there's a magical thing about about the game of baseball when the A's are relevant. I think it's because of the the history and the mystique that they've had. You know, despite playing in the absolute well, the second worst ballpark. Nothing is worse than that god-awful show in tampa bay um yeah where you know where you've got right said fred up there doing the catwalk and the ball's gonna hit me but it's gonna go foul uh it's just the the, the, oh god that place is awful but yeah the drop is the drop is garbage I, I, I can't even, I can't even call it the trop because I like Tropicana juice too much. Anyhow, <laughs> give me that OJ. No, I'm, I'm truthfully more of a, a price chopper guy. Anyhow, uh, it, it, <laughs> it really is just, I, I, there is something about, you know, when the A's are, when the A's are in it and that ballpark, you know, with the dimensions and the foul territory that gives them such a home field advantage. I, I love when the A's are in it. I, I do. Yeah. Same. Yeah. No, I I mean, you think about like the, when the A's had, you know, 01, 02. It's similar to like with football too. I know that they're not there anymore, but when the Raiders, when the Oakland Raiders, you know, formerly Oakland Raiders were good, it, it always felt like uh, football was better. But uh, 
you know, when with the Zito, the heart, uh, what was it, Zito, Mulder, Hudson, Hudson, yeah, I mean, those teams, yeah. Tahada there, Chavez, like, yeah, the, like, Johnny yeah, Damon, those, those teams, yeah, Dave Isringhausen, yeah. McGuire, yep. obviously, um, yeah, no, or, I mean, or even sooner, but still. Yeah, or or even in you know the the early '90s when you've got Ricky Henderson doing yeah, yeah. his thing. Yep. The A's have yep. come from behind a three a one nothing deficit. Ricky goes a pitch ticket. He's going to have it. He does. Ricky Henderson, no contest, steals third base, jerks the bag from its moorings and holds it aloft, representing number nine hundred and thirty nine. That was the late, great Bill King. That was from May 1st of 91, Brett. There you go. I wasn't even born yet. Me either. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had this thought the other day, and we'll, we'll move on to in a second to uh, our final like talking point of the episode. Uh, I, I, steal, man, if, imagine if there was a guy right now who was stealing consistently like 90 to 100 bases a year. Like, that would be so electric that would be so awesome i wish that was a thing still yeah well i mean lou brock and you know vince yeah. coleman and, and you know all this guys. most exciting play in base it's arguably one of the most exciting plays in baseball well i mean the most exciting play in baseball so far did either of you see oh uh, that with the i don't uh, even want to talk no. about the hobby bias thing no no i'm not even gonna go oh. there no okay good good the good. um there was uh uh <laughs> kansas city and the twins they played, and one of the Royals batters popped up a bunt to first, and the Twins were able to turn a triple play. Oh wow! No, I, I did not see that one. I I wish I, I could saw like the I saw the like the easiest triple play in the world the other day, where the guy like popped out to second base, step on the bag, and then tag the runner. It was a it was a triple <laughs> play completed in like under five seconds. The yeah. Yankees had one recently too. Been a couple of triple. Oh, uh, that 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 one around the horn or shell. Yeah, the, that was the, beautiful. The mate, yeah, those are was... yeah that those are there. You go. Talk about exciting play like these plays you did. Triple play, one of the more exciting plays in baseball for sure. I think it's I think it's the the second to me inside the park is the most exciting because it inside is inside the so park home rare. run. That's yep. a good one, yeah. But speaking yeah. of home runs, boys. MLBs Whoa. coming after the pitchers. Yes, yes, please. Thank you. Great segue there. Um, I actually have it right in front of me here. Uh, this is per Buster only. If you're a baseball fan, uh, ESPN's Buster only. I'm sure you you've heard the, the great. name. Um, yeah, I agree. The great. Uh, he reported this is the quote. Actually, I believe it was a tweet. But just filed to ESPN under the plan being swiftly advanced through through MLB. Umpires will be repeatedly and randomly checking pitchers for foreign substances in a push that could begin within two weeks. Estimates are there could be eight to 10 checks per game as pitchers depart games, um, which will obviously one of the main issues other than just in general, um, what it could do to the hip. I mean, hit by see. It's obviously going to lengthen the game if they're doing these random checks. So I'll just give my quick, just you know, off the off the. I don't think it's thoughts. going to because they're going to do them. You know what? What it sounds like to me is you know when a when a ball is uh, you know in the dirt and, and it's blocked. You know because you have to throw out the ball and you have to throw out another ball anyhow because of COVID protocols. You know as well as as well as in between innings. So you could you could quickly do that that check. I don't think it's going to actually lengthen the game that much. Eh, 
I think we'll have to see exactly how they do it because there hasn't, I mean, that the whole, the whole protocol, as you said, and the whole way that they're going to do it has not yet been rolled out. So I think we'll have to, uh, we'll have to see what, Oh, and here's another one. Um, the hope in baseball is that the gentleman's agreement culture around foreign substances will disappear once umpires start checking pitchers and position players and that opposing teams will aggressively police each other using video. So my other thought here is, and it's usually talked about when, when guys get, you know, um, looked at for this, or there was, there was an incident a little bit ago in a Cardinal game where a guy came in from the bullpen and was immediately asked to, yeah, to switch hats. And like what uh, what people don't realize is that th- these guys generally will like use the same hat the entire year. Superstition wise, they have you know it's scuffed up with whatever they put on there, sunscreen, like what rosin, whatever it is. And Schultz got immediately ejected for arguing it, which I rightfully so. But the thing about it is, and you hear anytime it comes up on a broadcast, for for the most part, hitters want hitters prefer yeah pitchers to have better grip on the ball because mm-hmm. they're throwing this thing 95 plus and and as we've seen it with the cardinals i mean clearly they're not they're not scuffing it up because they're hitting they're hitting guys left and right you get a walk you get a walk oprah like it's uh, i i it, i don't really know how to feel i think blaze you bring up a good point i think it will depend how it's done but definitely some pretty you know pretty substantial news i'd say yeah, it really, Brett. What do you think? I think it is pretty significant. I don't know how these checks will be done. Um, could all be done very quickly within the same commercial break that they already usually put that in between bullpen like changes. Um, so it it might not affect it really in that way. I'm. I don't know. I don't even know how widespread the issue really is. And I, and you do hear that well, guys would rather, would rather the pitches use something rather than get hit with a 95 mile per hour fastball. Cause no matter where you get hit with that, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Well, uh, so it, it's like, I don't know. There's just so many little things like, is, is it going to change the game? Are, are they doing any of this? Is, is it going to even significantly impact the game or is there just going to be more walks when the game is already walk strikeouts and home runs so is it just going to be more walks now and less home runs like i I, that is the big question and what was it they announced this whole thing just before garrett cole took the mound thursday against the tampa bay rays and at during that game which we all have to admit was not one of his better outings his spin rate was less than any start since 2018. So, oh, wow. so he, you wonder he, yeah. if there's a correlation yeah. there somewhere. Oh yeah, one. Yes, yes, for sure. That's why guys like so. Because uh, so, Shill actually, um, after that game I was talking about, he actually was went on a pretty good, and I respect him for it. Um, you could call it a rant on how if they're going to police that. Like you got to look at some of what like the, he didn't use names, but he's talking like these elite pitchers with like these no this no hit stuff. Like you got to check these elite guys because a lot of these like especially like the the like I don't want to keep using the word, but for lack of a better term right now, elite pitchers 
they do it more creatively. Like they'll have stuff in there. Like you got to watch them fidgeting in their glove. Like, like they, a lot of the times they'll have stuff in their glove that, that won't be seen on their person. And yeah, that's a great thing to keep an eye on blaze would be the uh, spin rate for some of these guys who are just throwing nasty wiffle ball like stuff all the time. I think we also need a published list, an official published list of Major League Baseball as to what all of these gentlemen's agreements are. All the un, all of these unwritten rules need to be written. It and is not getting by really Tony Larusa. Yeah, it is getting really old. What are what if if all of these unwritten rules are so important and vital? Then why are they not written? I mean, come on here. It's like the pirate's code, the keeper of the code. I, I agree. I guess with that's it. Tony Larusa, right? Yeah, he is the, the keeper, keeper of the code. <laughs> yeah, him and his uh, him and his Jack Daniels, uh, Pirate Jack. <laughs> I was going to say he wouldn't even be able to read the code. So, well, who knows? And anyhow, uh, speaking of reading things and codes, the 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 code of the clock is saying that uh, guys, we are flat out of time. Uh, the hour has flown by. Brett, as always, uh, good, good to be on uh, doing podcasts with you, and thanks so much for coming on and joining us today. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me again. I hope I get to come back on again in another another month or yeah, so. Maybe like once a month. Yeah, yeah, come in, a yeah. little, little check-in on the check-in, yeah. go around the league. Check-in like on the Yankees. Yeah. Because that Yankee talk, I say, I know we're, we're, we're on it, but loved it. I love it all. Yeah. It was good chopping it up with you, Blaze. A little less contentious this time. <laughs> well, because you're it, it was all out of love last time anyway, so it doesn't. It's all. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it was fun to be back. Well, part of it is you're starting to, starting to come around to my thinking on Cashman, yeah. but, which I appreciate, <laughs> and we appreciate you listening to the Swinging Blindly podcast via the Pacifica Radio Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. Facebook.com/slash Swinging Blindly podcast and on Twitter at swinging blindly and if we miss do we care never for brett monroe pj geary i'm blaze bryant in the bullpen for another two weeks